0: A late missed penalty for Green Gully Port Melbourne go wacko on Paco Will and Branson pop their lakeside cherries And we discuss Deliveroo as a naming rights partner of the NPL Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 19 of the Semi-Pro Potty Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 of The Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host, William Chambers, and joined with me to my right this week, every week, and hopefully for many more weeks to come, Branson Gibson. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Will. How are you doing today? Very good. Been an early start. We obviously um, had a little bit of a early morning Matilda's session this morning.
1: Yes, absolutely. We well, well well worth getting up for in the end. Yeah, good
0: victory. Definitely. We learnt many things, mostly that um, Matilda started the second half poorly, but also that my internet is poor in general. Um, yes. <laughs> there is very few starting 11s that my internet would get into. <laughs> yeah, very accurate. Um,
1: I mean, we did get to watch the game. It wasn't in HD for a lot of the game, but I mean, we still got to watch it. So, Good result for the Matildas for one, obviously, and I think they take on Norway now, yes. this weekend. It's so. important
0: because it puts us in a better side of the group than yeah. finishing third and going through that weird sort of like finishing third, but not all third-place teams go through. So, Yep,
1: and shout out to Sam Kerr, scoring four goals. I don't think any Australian player at all has ever scored four goals no, in the World Cup, so that's so- a pretty crazy yeah,
0: feat. Solely because we've never got four penalties in a game. Um <laughs> very true bit of a cheap shot um kit bag let's jump into it we've got a lot of football to get through but obviously our favorite segment do it every week kit bag brand i put in the run sheet that you were going to be wearing something a bit shit no doubt
1: well i'm gonna be honest i'm I'm gonna say that i'm not wearing something you're wearing i I quite like it it's a bit of an old school one which i really like it is a melbourne heart kit so harken back to the
0: Old hearting school, back yeah, to the old days. Yeah,
1: hearting Harking didn't quite work. Anyway, uh, to sort of OG Melbourne Heart, it is their away kit, the white one with the red sash. Love which it. A great look.
0: Westpac is a sponsor as well. I'm yeah, a very big good. fan of kits that have... Some sort of... They pick their front of shirt sponsor to be like, is that going to look good on it? Yeah, like a complimentary... Red and white logo on a red and white club. All for it. 10
1: points, Gryffindor. Classy kit. Really simple. Really like it. Looks good. But one thing I noticed the other week that I honestly had not picked up at all, despite being a Melbourne Heart fan, was in the old school Melbourne Heart logo, did you realize that there's actually a H in there? Oh my God, there is. I know, right? So there's the red M and then the gap. The white H. Yeah, the gap between the red M and the outline makes a white H, which I had never realised until a week ago. And I saw that and I was amazed. I had a lot more respect for the logo, which I...
0: Otherwise, kind of thought, originally hated, because yeah. I just thought it was like a heart-shaped M. As yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. I never understood where that little random red bit down the bottom was, but apparently it's an H, which, I mean, magical, if only I appreciated that more earlier when on. it was actually a glove. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Will, mate, tell me about what you're wearing, because it's pretty good.
0: It's pretty special. It It's got the thing that I think I've, since putting it on, I've missed this the most in jerseys, is the... Released a long sleeve jersey. Yeah. I just love them. Like, obviously, right now, a lot of players wear like skins and stuff under a short sleeve on. You're like, that's cheating. If you're going to wear a long sleeve kit, you have a long sleeve kit. And I feel like it was a very much a big mid 2000s sort of thing to do. But I am wearing a Leon. I'm assuming it's about a 2003, 2004. Yeah, it's a something kit. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was the one that my mate um, Tom Rutherford, who pulled me over the other week and gave me a boot full of kits, yep. um, gave to me. So it's a Leon kit. It is beautiful. It's white with a stripe um, asymmetrically down the left hand side of the jersey. Yeah. Yep. Um, Blue and red, very French. nova is the sponsor with a big iron on heat transfer, and then Juninho on the back. Who, of course, came to the A League for a little bit of a stint.
1: He did, and I do like the kit. I like that they've got that stripe there, just to give it a little bit of something. It's not just a plain white kit, yeah. but I think when uh, we've both gone for the predominantly white kits, but I like it. Mm. And I we've like got a, it. we've
0: got a lovely photo of us this week. Yes, you know, absolutely, really very lovely. Celebrating our love of kits and football and. There was a a lot to... Not so much. (laughs) No, I'm pretty angry at you at the moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because you ruined my segue last week. Oh, bitter. Still still salty about that. T1 up now, let's go. Yeah, cool. Well, I was actually going to do a segue then because I was like, you know, we... We love each other. What else do we love? We love the football that happened over the weekend, Branson, didn't we? You bet we did. What a week it was. Bloody hell, Friday night in particular, that stood out. Let's jump into it. First game that we're going to look at of that Friday night scenario... Dandy City 2, Green Gully 2, Branson, go on, my son.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, bloody hell, this was a good game. Mm. Attacking play all over the place, plenty of chances for for both teams, lots of good football being played. Dandy City, I mean, they really do look like a changed team. Yeah. Uh, Both teams, it was just super open, super free-flowing, a a, a really good game. Uh, Dandy City scored twice in the first half with a Gully equaliser in between, thanks to a, a defensive error. But another thing that happened in the first half, Will, you mentioned last week that you hadn't seen a dandy city red card for a while, that they'd they been doing a good job of keeping 11 men on the pitch for the whole game. Well, they didn't do that this week. There was a straight red card. They obviously must have heard the podcast last week and gone, do you know what? No red cards. We can fix that. They did receive a straight red in the first half for what was frankly a pretty bad challenge—a deserved red. Anyway, second half, Gully eventually managed a pretty scrappy equaliser late in the second half. Both of their goals were pretty—I don't know what—not undeserved, but didn't not exactly inspiring, not carved out of brilliance. No, exactly. That's a very, uh, very good way. Very good way to. Put it so it was two-two heading into the last few minutes, were which were absolutely bananas. Both teams had a chance to win it in stoppage time. Uh, City's Stipo I think yeah, well done. Yeah, might have not got it right, but he had a shot that sort of somehow crept wide in the 94th minute. And you know, I was watching the game, and you go, oh, geez, that that's probably the last chance to win it. Well, it turns out it wasn't. Gully actually had. A penalty, I think in like the 90s. Deep into oh, yeah, in, extra time. Like yeah. in the 97th minute, you go, geez, Dandy City are going to be hard done by here to lose. Alex Salmon stepped up and absolutely blasted his shot over the bar. Terrible miss, terrible penalty. It's sort of the thing that irks me the most in penalties is when they go to blast and they just don't hit the target. And you, I don't know, as a fan, you just sort of watch and you go, you don't need to You've do that. have got a lot to hit. Yeah, yeah and it's like Milo Yedinac. Mm. Scores all his penalties and he literally just rolls it in. Like I don't think he's blasted any of them. So yeah. it's like just hit the target. I mean his roll
0: is my blast. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But he's
1: not putting his laces through which is what Alex Salmon did. And he missed. Another thing as well was Danny City not only had one red card, they actually had a second red card as well. The coach got shown a red card as well. So they made up for their lack of red cards, just for you, I think, mate. Yes. But, I mean... Back to the
0: old ways of (laughs) not winning and getting players (laughs) sent off.
1: In the end, though, a draw was probably a fair result, but it was also, I thought, a bit of a weird one. Because City were probably a little bit hard done by with the two goals that they gave up. The first one was from a defensive error. The second one, Alex Salmon, completely scuffed a shot, fell to Kamara, who was in the perfect spot to head at home. But then at the same time, they were lucky that Gully didn't score the penalty at the end. But then on the flip side, Gully were lucky to equalise both times, but then unlucky not to come yeah. away with all three points at the end. So it's sort of, sort of a weird one where both teams are sort of fortunate and unfortunate at the same time. But... I've got a question for you because watching this game made me think about something. So, how confident are you that Dandy City will not get relegated this year?
0: Yeah, I think the. If you'd asked me that two weeks ago, I would have been lock them in. They are staying up because that injection staying of up, new yeah. players has just done wonders there. They had worked a lot of the discipline into their game. You know, they were looking really solid. They were putting in some good performances defensively. They looked a lot more structured and a lot more composed. But that sort of red card. In this game, kind of hark back to old ways that, you know, maybe they're a bit more get than they were in the last two weeks. I think they're, I think they're fine just because of the sheer personnel that they have, um, available to them now mm-hmm. and they're starting to get momentum and we would have said it before, momentum is key. Um, they're in the right direction. There are teams around them, you know, Pasco Vale and Daniel Thunder and Kingston City. I look at those three and I'm more concerned about them than I am down City.
1: Well, I think I said in the mid-season review, my bold prediction was that two Dandy teams would get relegated. Mm. I've changed. Mm. I reckon Dandy City, I mean, they could have won this game. They probably should have. But the fact that they're coming up against a top-six team and still getting some result and almost coming away with it. I think that's I think that's key. I yeah. think I, I think they're staying up. Yeah, in yeah. particularly with Paco and Danny Thunder doing a whole bunch of not a lot. I reckon I reckon they're up
0: there. Yeah, there is a team that is very much going to struggle staying up and that is Kingston City. They're sitting in 14th, but they actually played out a pretty good game on Friday night against Oakley Cannons. It was Oakley Cannons took the 3 points. It was 3-2 the final score. But Brand tell us about this one.
1: Well, it was another cracking game on on Friday night. And we sort of mentioned in previous weeks that we've had or we've seen a bit of a revival from Kingston in recent games. You know, they've started to sort of um, impress us or show us a little bit of something uh, about what's going on. Same thing happened again this week. I thought they started well in this one. There were no goals to talk about in the first half. And, you know, it sort of seemed like a boring game despite Kingston starting the better of the two teams, but then the second half exploded with glorious NPL action. Uh, Oakley netted two goals midway through the half, up two now. Uh, it looked like they just sort of chokeslam Kingston before landing, you know, a flying elbow from the top rope. You know, and you know they were sort of about to go for the easy pin to get the win, sort of had them settled. But Kingston, though, I thought showed some classic relegation five back spirit. Somehow kicked out of the pin two and a half to survive. They scored two goals in three minutes to miraculously draw level. I think they scored in like the 80th minute. Looked like They they get late goals. They've they've got late goals in them. Uh, well, yeah, and, and, and they showed it today. They did well to, you know, tie it up in the first place. Oakley, though, then landed sort of a bit of a low blow, a bit of a sucker punch, you'd almost call it, with a long range, uh, well, a glorious long range strike from Wade Decker that came out of absolutely, yeah. Absolutely nowhere. It was so weird. Like Oakley just won the ball back. He just sort of had it and then he just sort of had a shot and it just sort of went in. And it was just sort of like, well, that it was... It was well hit and it was a good opportunity. Well, I loved went. it. It was. It just came out of absolutely nowhere there. Kingston, savaged by the strike. Oakley claimed the win via pinfall in the end. But my question for you is, A Kingston City doomed? Do they have a chance? Because like the thing that I reckon so they've shown... A lot of fight and resili- resilience the past few weeks. So like they're continuing my wrestling analogy. They're losing by a pinfall rather than losing by a submission. They're not giving up.
0: They're not right? giving up,
1: but... but, but they can't get those results so I mean are they just doomed to fail or are they still a chance
0: yes they are and I do love the wrestling being brought into the say, podcast at I'm not, I'm not absolutely sure that, every single opportunity I'm not sure if that was any good I tried no it's great um more wrestling all the time um I think we've said it a couple of times Kingston City whilst they're showing spirit spirit is not going to lift them off the bottom of the table they need points and Oakley are a form team to go you know the whole distance with Oakley is a very good performance but they get nothing out of it, and we're gonna. If we look back at the season, and they finish last, and they get that um, automatic relegation spot, I wouldn't be surprised by the course of the season about it. My thing is though, looking at the teams around them that aren't playing well. Pasco Vale are sinking like a lead balloon, mm. and you know we'll sort of get onto their game a little bit later on. The the one thing that'll sort
1: of haunt Kings, and I reckon, is you know while Paco and the Thunder are sort of struggling, the teams that they're going to have to catch a dandy city. Port Melbourne and Oakley and I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do it in particular, because those three teams seem to be having you know pretty good second halves so far so it's going to be tricky for them but what what do you know what else is tricky this segue because I don't know what I was going to tee up with to try to throw to you for the next yeah. game so it's a little bit trickier than I thought but the next game is Altona Magic 3 on Thunder 2. Tell us about it Will.
0: Well I'd love to. Yes. I'd absolutely love to tell, tell you about, me all this game. about it. I'd, I'd love to tell you about maybe the fact that Dan Long Thunder went 2 0 up and, and took Outrageous. a surprise lead, you know, yep. which, you know, we're talking about our Tone of Magic. They've been a decent performer throughout the season. And Final Dan Thunder, not, not a decent performer throughout the season by all measures. So for Dan Long Thunder to go 2 0 up, that's pretty impressive. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to tell you about that. I'd, I'd also love to tell you about the brace from Mitchinson and also a penalty from Ruthven that sealed a mammoth come from behind 3-2 win by Altona Magic. But I can't. I can't tell you about these things, Branson. Why not? <laughs> because there are no highlights. There is no mm. footage of the game anywhere. Mm. And I wonder what could have caused that. Because we heard and we saw, those of us watching on Friday night, mm-hmm. after the third goal goes in, Altona Magic players running in to celebrate by the touchline, and then a fracker breaks out in the crowd. And we know a little bit about this. So my thought process is that there was crowd trouble because all of the security was at the AFL after the massive knee-jerk reaction of the um, Victorian media the other week about... Good good theory. Good theory. theory. Um, But it turns out that there was some supporters of another club at the ground giving the Altona Magic players shit
1: yeah apparently and i mean i I don't know if it's confirmed that they were from there i believe that ffe are investigating so we don't want to throw any clubs under the bus but i mean let's be honest though talking about the fracas itself it was pretty pretty poor i mean like it's not it's just not what we want to see and the problem is you know in particularly with you know i mean you mentioned the afl and all the stuff that's going on it's a it's a great chance for soccer to sort of thrive and talk about you know fan passion and yes. then, and then to have something worse than sort of what's going on in in the AFL or be at the NPL rather than the, than the
0: A League it's yes. still it's still not a good look fundamentally don't hit anyone or- it, there is like, there is straight up no scenario that I can think of that you're in. I mean, look, you can throw self-defense, but it's, you don't have to self-defend yourself if you don't hit, if so you're not about to hit someone, you know? If, if there's, if there's a scenario that you're in, everyone in society, if you could just not hit each other that would be great well
1: the other thing as well is like don't abuse the players because like Altona sort of ran over towards the fence and there were a couple of people who sort of ran up and jumped onto the fence someone looked like they attempted to spit, spit. yeah there was a bit of uh, spitting uh, going was, on something was thrown maybe a water bottle so it's just stuff like that where it's like just don't be- don't do not do that either it's yeah. like just sort of be civil I mean like be smart with yeah. it
0: heckle the players by all means heckle the players pick them out for their haircut don't pick them out for their heritage or skin colour or anything along those lines and and keep it above belt because it's unnecessary but it's um if we go back to the actual football that happened that's a really good win for Altona it is um that puts them up into 7th and you know we probably would have expected this result at the start of the weekend but the game that transpired was a lot closer than I think they were hoping it would be Mm. but that puts them up into 7th Dandy Thunder in 13th but you know, again, similar to the Kingston thing, we're seeing some good performance from Dandy Thunder here and there, but we're just not seeing points, and that's really what they need. Yeah. Um, And it is really a it's, I think it's a bottom four at the moment. It's Dandy City, Pasco Bale, Dandenong Thunder, and Kingston City. Mm-hmm. Port Melbourne are a, a couple of good points clear of them. I don't think Port Melbourne are in too much trouble. They're going to have to really struggle if they're going to fall into that. I mean, they could, yeah. but... But you look at that bottom four in terms of what the momentum is, and it's Dandy City, the only team in that bottom four, that are really actually showing some some guile there. So um, it's a really interesting one, that one, I think. And, you know, I think who knows what that result can do over the course of the season. But very interesting that we couldn't get any highlights of that one or yes. watch it. But again, you can understand why they'd bring it down because someone... Yeah, might.
1: of course, of course. And the FFA are investigating, so whatever that is. But anyway, moving on to the next game. Bit of a surprise result, this one, I reckon. Heidelberg won Hume City 2. Will, tell me about it.
0: Human, just the form team at the moment. I, well, I mean, probably not the form team, but they are definitely up there because they're over the course of the season. They have absolutely, you know, climbed through thick and thin for games and points. Um, it was a bit of a sort of even start to the game, but once the deadlock was broken, um, it was all Heidelberg. So, you know, Heidelberg is a sort of 1-0 up at the first half, and it was just shot after shot. By the time they'd sort of gone past that sort of 1-0 scoreline, there could have been three or four. Um, there was beautiful saves by Michael Weir um, to keep it to 1-0, and that kept Hume City in the game. Then Hume City pulled back two late goals to win, and it was a really... I think they deserved it because they took their chances. Both team I think, both teams had the same amount of chances, that first 30 minutes before um, Heidelberg scored was neck and neck, end to end. Nice yep. chances at both ends. Then Heidelberg dominated. But then once Hume City scored, you know, it was probably about 10 minutes before they scored their their sort of first goal to equalise. It was chances galore. So I actually think that it was a very well-deserved win by Hume City And not points dropped By Heidelberg You can see late goals And stuff like yeah you switched off And you, you dropped the ball a bit But mm-hmm. both teams Were still creating chances Late into the game It's just Hume City Took their two chances Late on um, But some yeah, great saves From Michael Weir I'd definitely put him down As probably Performance of the round for goals for mine.
1: Well, and for Hume City as well. It turns out the Olympic Village is a little bit of a happy hunting ground for them because they yeah. also knocked off Heidelberg there in the FFA Cup as well. So a couple of big results at a what is usually a pretty tough place to a uh, tough place to play.
0: Yeah, and it's a difficult batch for Hume City as well. So they are now in fourth in the table. Um, but they have a massive game against Bentley this weekend. So obviously Heidelberg, I can't remember what Heidelberg are on the table. Third. Oh,
1: third and second, yeah. Then
0: and third, Bentley yeah. sort of flip it. So if they can get six points out of these two games, massive. That would be massive. I mean, even if they got four, they'd be happy with that. Um, so they're well on the way to that. Um, but Hume City for mine are a bit of a surprise packet. And Bran, I wanted to throw to you as to what you think their sort of X factor is. You know, we've... Got a lot of good sort of players putting in good performances and I just sort of wanted to get your ideas as to who you think is maybe the fulcrum in that and who is most responsible for their, their good run of form.
1: Well, I reckon... See, I reckon the thing that I would say probably is that I don't think they necessarily have an X-Factor. I think their depth and their ability to sort of share the load... Amongst the team, it seems to be like a different person stepping up every week. Like, the, yes, the, like the team, like the team itself is very solid. Like they're not reliant on one player to, you know, score all their goals. They're not relying on a goalkeeper to keep a minute. In this yeah. instance, I mean, you said we did just that, but I mean, guys like Ersan and Kaya, uh,
0: I think Theo Mark Ellis, yeah, uh, who's the uh, James Brown scores well, a whole bunch Brown of James Brown is more often than not putting the ball in the back of the net but when he's not you know Hewitt's popping up with a couple from time to time and it's um I just think they're very well rounded
1: I I, I don't think it's like a specific x-factor so to say and I mean they just keep getting good results
0: and it's sort of showing on the table so good for them it is and good for Bentley Greens around them they got four goals past Melbourne Knights on what was a little bit of a a little bit of a spanking yeah it was an absolute
1: shellacking another another big game uh did not really live up to expectations early though there was pretty much bloody nothing to talk about mm. in the first half well the first unfortunately for the knights though the first thing worth talking about uh, was when they were shown uh, a straight red card in about the 40th minute uh, bentley then took advantage almost straight away scored just before the break and then piled on three more goals in the second half and pretty much really cruised to what was, frankly, an an easy victory. And for them, I mean, they jumped back into second, back ahead of Heidelberg after that loss. They're only, I think, five points behind Avondale. Uh, The thing, the main takeaway that I had from this one, though, was that the Knights were absolutely nowhere in this one. Like, Bentley were pretty good. And once they had that man advantage, they just sort of they sort of buried it, I mean. But the 4-0, I think two of the goals came later on in the half. But the Knights sort of sh- didn't show a lot. And I think that's an interesting one. Because I want to know, what do you make of the Knights? Because the success in the FFF, Sorry, FFA had one too many Fs in the... The FFA Cup, I reckon, has sort of glossed over issues. So, I mean, obviously, they had big wins over South and Avondale. They're now on the national stage. Mm-hmm. But in the league they have only won one of their last seven games. So they were sitting in third six weeks ago. They're now in sixth, only just hanging on to a final spot. I mean, what, what do you make of the Knights?
0: It's a difficult one because I've gone to both of those FFA Cup games and they played so well. They were dynamic. They had energy. they um, I think they played their own brand of football really well, but also nullified the teams that were playing against them. Right. You know, particularly yeah, that yeah. Avondale game. Yeah. You know, Avondale went there and Avondale did not do what Avondale do well. Yeah. um, And, you know, South Melbourne Knights play their own game. And when um, Souths looked really good, uh, what's his name? Um, number 45 for South Jerry Melbourne. Jerry Salidos. Salidos. Salidos was very good in that FFA Cup game, but they did enough to just quell his sort of like potency and threat. Yeah. So... I think in the FA Cup, they have just put all of their eggs in one basket because they see it as the national stage and they get a lot of money for it. And I sort of said the other week, maybe it's not the worst league in... Like, Australia is a difficult market where maybe it's... Not a bad thing just to be sitting in mid-table. Well, and the thing that concerns me is that they sacked a manager about a month ago. They had some good cup wins, but they've had some terrible league form. So what's yeah, going on there yeah. now? What's going to carry them on for the second half of the season?
1: Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I don't know. And I mean, I, I don't know if teams sort of do this, but maybe like what you said with putting eggs in one basket, maybe they have decided almost to purely focus on the FFA Cup. Maybe. I mean, like the teams make that sort of conscious decision where they go, do you know what? We're not going to win the league we're just going to go hard for the FFA Cup because we actually stand a chance of going deep in that. I mean, maybe, but yeah. I mean, we'll see how their league form carries on because to be honest, it's it's pretty torrid and they're actually almost, you know, stand a chance of not making the finals now, which a few weeks ago was sort of... It seemed like, ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. But I mean,
0: I just feel as so as they put three games together and they can probably catapult themselves up the table. Like it is a tight table, but yes, it's concerning signs. There are also some concerning signs out of South Melbourne as well. Sunday afternoon, we went to this game. It's not yep. first time in a South Melbourne game. We'll talk Line about two. it later on. Loved it. Yep. Um, but South Melbourne got absolutely put through the cleaner. 3-0 win to Avondale. Talk us through that one, mate.
1: Well, this one started off super stop-start. I think there was challenges flying all over the place. Yeah. The ref calling a whole bunch of fouls. And, and to be fair, a lot of Failed them... Were, they were all fouls. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just sort of like, you know, uh, ticky-tacky decisions. You know, there was some hefty challenges flying around. <laughs> there were seven yellow cards dished out in the first 21 minutes, including uh, some to the coaches on both teams as well, which I love. Uh, surprisingly, though, there were no red cards. Yeah, I was and willing one, to take
0: bets on that game you know, as I to mean, who was going to get the first red card. Well,
1: seven yellow cards in the first quarter of the game. You going, geez, someone's going to get sent off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Avondale, though... Sort of withstood that physicality. Liam Boland converted a penalty. And then big defender Matthew Reed scored with a header from a corner with a lunch, last touch, sorry, of the first half to put Avondale up. 2-0 at the break. I mean, a goal like that just has to be a coach killer. Literally the last touch of the half. It's so different going down. 1-0 versus 2-0 after that. I mean, Avondale really killed the game. Five minutes into the second half, they got a third goal. I mean, well, we were there. As soon as that third goal hit the back of the net, it, it felt like the game was over. Like, we were sitting there watching, we're like, South are not going to come back from this. And they didn't, funnily enough, they didn't. Mm. I mean, Avenel could have added more. South seemed to struggle to create chances. I mean, they had a few sort of half-ish ones, but, I mean, their best chances came, like, in the 85th minute, which by then is far too little too late. Avanel, though, I mean, they may have just turned the corner after a bit of a tough spell, you know, when they struggled to get a win. Back-to-back wins... Could sort of be the catalyst to another sort of winning streak, but what do you reckon this loss means for South? Does it make it? Does it make it make you think of them any differently? Because I mean, they'd won four of their last five mm. in the league. They'd beat Heidelberg, Bentley, and Altona, so they'd won huge games. Uh, but they've now lost to the Knights and Avondale. So are you still confident that they're going to push for the finals, or was that sort of four four out of five stretch just sort of like a flash in the pan? Or are those losses just tough wins to good opponents I mean what 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 can you make of them
0: my read of this is that they're going back to their ways before they went on this run of form so that that excellent run that you just sort of listed then before that came out of nowhere we were like watching them you know get a draw against like you know Dandenong City and then like you know beating Kingston 5-0 and then like you know losing to like Avondale then beating Knights and it was like none of it had any consistency to it. It was just like, on a week, they would rock up and perform in one of three different ways. And I think we're now returning back to that. So, I don't think it's like panic stations by any means. I don't, I think it's probably more back to the South that we know. They just had a really nice purple batch of form there. So, I think their season is still looking like it's going along a trajectory where they will make finals. But, how deep into those finals are they going to go? Who knows? I've like, no idea.
1: And the, I mean, the last thing as well is like you know, South we think are a, a, a flawed team in terms of consistency, getting it done everywhere. They lost to the top team, you know. Like Avondale, yeah. Avondale are a good a good side. So in the end, they probably would have liked a better showing. But I mean, not exactly the worst result for them. There was a result though that was worse for a different team though. Danger signs ringing for one side. Port Melbourne four, Pasco Vale nil. Will, what do you think of this one?
0: It's a bit of a weird one because it was actually not a terrible first twenty odd minutes by Paco. I mean, I thought they were. I thought both teams were playing to a similar level at that point. Um. They conceded a penalty around about thirty minutes in um, Sam Ford from the spot um, with his head. You know, gave- he scored from the spot with his head. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, he scored from. the sp- Ooh, that would be loud. Um, he scored from the spot and then he scored with his head. Ah, uh, gotcha. So you know, he, he was, was he was their bringer of two goals, and that gave them a two nil lead at half time. And where you sort of think that was Coach Killer sort of scoreline line in the Avondale South Melbourne game. Yeah. I don't think it was a coach killer. I think it was a team killer. I think Pascoe Barrow went in and said, we actually played pretty well in that first half. And and they just kind of went, oh, screw this. Um, And so they just sort of, second half kind of went through. It was probably pretty boring second half, but there was one bit that I was so confused by. So the third goal for Port Melbourne. There's like, the referee gives a free kick. From what I see, the referee gives a free kick to Paco, but then the Sharks, this is like 30 yards out, 30, 40 yards out. So, free kick to Paco, the Sharks play on, put a ball in behind and score and somehow it's a fine goal. Now I'm not sure right. if what happened was it was a free kick to Paco, Paco played it on, it then bounced off a Sharks player at very close range, which, which point you bring the free kick back because the player's not five metres back or whatever. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is going on here? I'll,
1: I'll be honest, I did gloss over that one. I didn't really notice that. But was it potentially the ref was pointing towards the ball to say nice. he got the it's ball
0: like play like on? Pointing towards like Paco's attacking end. I mean, May- I'm just like, I'm just maybe he
1: so saw a bird or something. He was like, a bird. Yeah, yeah,
0: I was just so confused. Anyway, the, the goal stood. So I was like, sure. Um, but look, ultimately, you know, they packed on another one. It was four nil done and dusted three points. Realistically, probably done and dusted about half time. Well, about 10 minutes after halftime when Paco looked like they weren't going to travel, travel too much. Um, but it's a good win for Port Melbourne. That gives them breathing space from Dandy City. So earlier when I mentioned that it's a bottom four, mm. that win for Port Melbourne is what sort of makes it look a little bit more like a bottom four because that puts them on 21 points. Dandy City are in 11th on sixteen. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, if you look at Daniel Thunder and Kingston City, I don't think those two are going to catch Port Melbourne. So mm-hmm. it's a good win for them.
1: And Port Melbourne are now seven points clear of Paco as well. So, that's sort of key. But Paco, I mean, tell me about that because
0: they're in tired form. Gross. Gross. They were on... In round seven... So, I had a look through the, uh, through the sort of results over yeah. the year. So, in round seven, they were sixth on ten points. Mid-table and that was looking pretty good. You know, they were scoring goals for fun at times and... You know, Davey Van Ship was on form. Well, it was great because someone other than Davey Van Ship had started scoring yeah, as well. Exactly, so, like, yeah. here we go,
1: here we go. Yeah,
0: so they were in round seven. They were sixth on ten points. So this was what round seventeen, I think. Yes. Yeah. So round seventeen, they are now twelfth and on fourteen points. So since round seven, they have got four points, That's... which I think was a win and a draw. Which is, Which is just ridiculous. not good enough. That's,
1: that says, hello, we'd like to be relegated, please. Ah, certainly get four points from 10 games. No yeah. worries,
0: that'll do you. So they are the absolutely not informed team of the league. They mm. are sinking like a lead balloon. And if we see some performances from Dandy City improving, maybe Kingston and Dan Nong Thunder start getting some points to sort of reward them for some good performances. Um, Pasco Vale could just, you know, 14 points isn't safety. No. You know, no. Like... At all, no. <laughs> they're really, really struggling. So, um, they're in, they're in danger of slipping further. Yeah. So, where Danny City though brought in players, done coaching changes, you know, things like that. I don't know what Pascal Vale are going to do. No, I but... believe
1: they brought in five players during the transfer window. Mm. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I'm not too sure who off the top of my yeah. head, but I just remember seeing that they brought in a bunch. But anyway, we will see how they go. But FFA Cup will oh yes, round seven. Tell so, me about yeah. it.
0: Obviously, last week we recorded on the Wednesday. I went up to the Melbourne Knights South Melbourne game. That was a good four two win for Melbourne Knights, so they are through. And Hume also beat Oakley last week. I think do we mention that in the game? Yeah, I think we yeah, did. We did yeah. yeah. So that's two of the fixtures decided tonight. I think we got a double header tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got Bulleen versus St Albans. Beautiful one because that means that ANPL two team will be in the final stage yep, awesome. of the FFA Cup. Fantastic. Um. Altona Magic versus Maul and Zebras as well. Interesting one. Like Moreland Zebras as a name. We yep. like the animal yep. Absolutely. franchising, Absolutely. so we're happy with that. But Bulleen versus St Albans at the Veneto Club tonight will be excellent. I need to make a very big decision as to whether or not I go to that or I go to Sea Shanty Night, the Irish pub. So we'll see how we go.
1: Yeah, well, it'd be good. You know, let's say Maul and Zebras get up two NPL2 teams making the national stage, and that's just a huge boost for them. I mean, hard to sort of put a price on it, but it'd just be massive, that sort of exposure. But you also had a look at the WMPL as well, and there was a huge clash on the weekend that has massive implications. I tell mean, me it, it has about. massive me, implications.
0: me I'm not sure if it does. It was a top-of-the-table clash between Calder and Boleyn. Calder have been running away with the league so far. Calder won 4-2, and that gives them a 10-point lead um, over Alamein. So, Alamein leapfrogged Boleyn yep. at that stage. Um, so that was at the pointy end of the table but um, we saw the relegation derby as I like to call it uh, between Senior NTC and Southern United and it was a 7-0 win to Senior NTC which is disappointing it is the nail in the coffin I feel mm. there were many people who had probably already attended the funeral and walked away we still had hope but that's now a goal difference of minus one hundred and forty six. That's tough to overcome. That is difficult, but they that is got two goals. So, they've...
1: Southern United did.
0: Yeah, not 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 in that game. Oh, sorry, I, oh, <laughs> yeah. that was loud. Um, over the course of the season, that's um, yeah, that's that's not a lot of positive goal difference. No, right?
1: a little bit tricky. And just jumping back to the Calder game, I reckon that's that seals it. I mean, Bolina yeah. sort of chasing. If Bolina got a win, it would have really sort of. Convinced yeah, exactly. And maybe they'd have a chance of leapfrogging quarter, but I reckon they've now uh, cinched that one up. Yes, cinched that one Yeah, up. don't know if that's a word, but um, they're probably... Stitched. a, shoo- a- stitch yeah, stitched that stitched. one up. They're a shoo to finish on the top now.
0: Let us stitch up the end of part one, because we have gone through all the football results that we need to this week. Join us back in a couple of seconds. We'll have a look at the broader world of football in part two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of episode 19. Is it 19? Yes, sir. Of the semi-pro potty. You betcha. It is indeed. This is the part of the show where we, you know, take a broader look at football. Some of the things we like, some of the things we don't like. Um, Branson Gibson, we kick this one off with That's So Semi-Professional... What are some of the things around the world that we saw this week that could have definitely been at place in the NPL Victoria semi professional standard of football?
1: Well, well, quite a few things this week, which is always good fun. The one that sort of that I saw during the week where this literally just sort of hit me as extremely super semi professional. You know, leagues around the world have, you know, sponsors, naming rights, naming sponsors. The A League, obviously, the Hyundai A League. The
0: Coca Cola Championship for a while there. It it was,
1: then it was N Power. I don't know what it is. Barclays Premier League. Yeah. Like they're they're floating around. So, League One, the top tier of French football. League, uh, sorry, I think is the more authentic French pronunciation. It also might not be, but who knows. Anyway, uh, so they just announced that they have a new league naming rights sponsor and it is Uber Eats so brilliant so League 1 League 1 in France is now known as League 1 Uber Eats which is I don't know that name just sort of strikes me as what's pretty
0: Uber cool. Eats in French like are they going to call it Uber well it's a brand name so they yeah, can't call it be, French? Yeah. it
1: would be Uber Eats, I think to eat is mange in French, M-A-N-G-E, so uber Manger.
0: You, I don't an know. an uber mange. <laughs> yeah.
1: not, again, I don't know if i pronounced mange right, but it's M-A-N-G-E. Mange. So, yeah, so maybe, but another thing that I saw was sort of in the follow-up to this, and I don't know if this part is true. But I, I, I've I just hope seen this yeah. on
0: our run sheet, and I want this to be true 100%. Uh, so do I, because
1: apparently they're saying that the ball you know how before the game in the A-League they get like you know a youth uh, sorry a youth participant to take the ball out to the referee apparently in league on Uber Eats the ball is going to be delivered by Uber Eats drivers. Oh, fucking that is great <laughs> is, I also
0: want that thing where I know Domino's do it where they tell you about your driver and Uber does it yeah, as well yeah, like, I about- want them to do that because obviously in the pre- in the pre-game when the kid delivers the ball like, mm-hmm. oh like you know this is Sally Parkinson she's captain of the under 12s blah yep. blah and she's going to the World Cup the under fifteen World Cup next week or something, all yeah, those me. lines. And then as well, Uh yes, uh, this is like uh, Tony. His favourite football club is Barcelona, and his favourite song is like <laughs> I don't know Nelly or something. Well, the really other shit. the other thing that Jason I, Derulo <laughs> trumpets.
1: The other thing that I want to see as well is in classic Uber fashion. I want to see if you can then rate each Uber driver's delivery <laughs> delivery of the ball. So like the Uber driver times, in, you go, up? was he timely? Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I like, fucking love the scenario as well where, where they're waiting for the ball to be delivered and we can see on the screen the map of the person. Yeah. And they're, just, like, they're on oh, their bike oh, just oh, doing laps yeah. around the stadium well, trying to figure out, out how to get oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Well, I just love the idea.
1: Like, you know, the, like the Uber driver delivers the ball and you go, yeah, that was a four-star four, four delivery, five-star delivery, give them a rating. I think that'd be good. But They uh, just get
0: the order wrong. They deliver like an NFL football. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Something like that'd be good. But I just thought that was pretty semi-professional by nature, in France,
0: general, but French football is. I know that they hold the World Cup, and it looks like it, the women are probably going to do pretty well in the World Cup as well. But like for a country that has like very good national teams, I just cannot take them seriously. And I know oh, I'm saying that wearing a Leon jersey, but yeah. it's like <laughs> I just I just cannot take them seriously as a league. It's just yeah, and yeah. it's so weird.
1: But anyway, I just I think I think this is I like the idea. Sorry, of that anyone like. So the pathway for us to deliver a ball in the A-League is pretty pretty tough, you know, like we're not a f- 12-year-old youth player. So it's going to be tricky for us to get on the pitch, but what
0: that I... is our next season's goal. goal. Semi-pro potty delivering a ball at an A-League game. That'd be pretty ball of that life. has got to happen. But I was
1: going to say if we want that to happen, we could just move to France and become Uber Eats drivers. So that's what I was sort of hinting at is like, you know, if it is Uber Eats drivers delivering the ball, that could be anyone. Like, anyone has a chance of. I mean, That's so be, sick. Just become an Uber Easter, I mean, you could be delivering a ball. Um, how good would that be?
0: So, this is an opportunity now. NPL has not got a. Oh, hang on. Is it PlayStation? Or this sort It of was the PlayStation NPL. National I, Premier League's. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't think it is. I think it's just NPL Vic Excellent. Man. Excellent. Okay, so what are we thinking of? I'm. I would love. You know, I'm very pro australia and asian geopolitical relations
1: yeah with huawei. football as
0: the vessel oh Huawei, my god i would love that <laughs> i'd love it and it's like the slogan could be it's oh. like you can you can watch the npl victoria while we watch you who
1: do you reckon took down the dianong thunder stream huawei
0: no huawei no. aren't about taking down streams no, huawei or are about streaming what you're currently what? doing yeah yeah <laughs> and, and then yeah. Again. so it
1: was actually either russia or north korea for
0: the yeah, day. they're taking down. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. You've I got think, it, mixed yeah, up. Uh, the damn. So Huawei would be good. Or maybe even just like AliExpress. Yeah. The NPL good. Victoria AliExpress yep. League. What about Deliveroo? Arrival. <gasps> Spicy. Yeah. The delivery jackets are actually really nice. Uh, I really like them, yeah. I think there's going to be, in about 10 years' time, that it's going to be an anti-fashion statement to wear a Deliveroo vintage jacket.
1: Maybe, I mean, NPL, you could get some real, like, I don't know... You, like a real local sort of business, I don't know, like
0: John's Bakery. My well, the D construction seems to be sponsoring yeah, thi- all of the Croatian teams. Yeah, but I'm
1: thinking something like even more grassroots. It's like I like watching the FA mm. Cup in England and they, you know, you've got a League 2 m- team and then Mike's all the, Pies. Yeah, is yeah. in the background or Johnny's Auto Repairs and you're like, Johnny's Auto Repairs have now hit the jackpot. Oh, They're oh, a worldwide so broadcast. But anyway... Uh, I thought that was pretty semi-professional. Uh, what's something that you thought was semi-professional?
0: Um, I had VAR in there, but we just keep talking about it. The VAR for the penalty in the France game was just, uh, just farcical. Well, I think there's
1: been it. a couple of that now. where so They're calling so... out
0: goalkeepers mm-hmm. for coming off their lines. Which but then it's like you look at the footage and it's like all of the French players are encroaching on the line as well. And it's just like, oh God, yeah. just let like bygones be <sighs> bygones. Um, goalkeepers are at such a disadvantage in penalty shootouts mm-hmm. that I'm like, if you're like half a metre off your line, who gives a Shit. But yeah. anyway, that's me. The rules are rules, I get it, sure, whatever. Ruin the fun of football for all of us. Yeah. But there was one the only other sort of one that I really thought was semi-professional and it happened this morning. We saw a goalkeeping howler. And we, we more do. often than not do not agree on goalkeeping howlers. Yeah. But this one, I am willing to admit, is goalkeeping howler. 100%. Because as much as Sam Kerr, I think, is running on to sort of pressure the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper for Jamaica. She controls the ball and then lets it run across her body, which is probably the right thing to do. Yep, it was, yep. And then put her laces through it. Also the right thing to do. Problem is laces and ball location, completely different areas. Yeah, she sort so of, she like kind of skims it with her foot. Yeah. And then it just kind of rolls away from her as Sam Kerr runs I, around and, her.
1: And the other thing as well, like it almost would have been better if she just flat out missed it. Because if she'd missed it, she may have had a chance of like falling yes. on top of it. So she it, sort it takes of, her away. Take it takes exactly, it away from her. So it. she missed it sort of well enough. She like sort of toe poked it, which then ran the ball further away from her. Sam Kerr ran onto it. And netted it, so
0: yes. Um. Last one for the professional for you, mate?
1: Well, I've actually got two. Two. You do. So the first thing that I want to talk about, I so saw this floating around on social media, Watford in the Premier League.
0: There's... So there's aware of the concept, yes.
1: Yes, they, they do exist. Uh, so their badge in 1974, someone's posted a photo of that on Twitter, and it is extremely extremely semi-professional i just don't really know what's going on so they are nicknamed the hornets weird club Nicknamed the hornets have a moose on their logo anyway 1974 maybe the
0: moose was called hornet hornet the moose
1: (laughs) great name love it uh could be so like the logo that they've sort of gone for i mean it's sort of like for those who haven't seen it and will you're one of them it's yeah, sort I of like I
0: don't know what you're talking about right It's sort of now, like sure.
1: a dancing angry bee. So I've got it up here. So take a look. It's that what? one in the bottom left That's corner. a legit logo. Yeah, apparently. So we'll post it on our Instagram as well with the with the photo of the kit bag. So you can have a look. But it literally looks like a, maybe a 12-year-old. It's, it's, it's a clip a art. It's a from old. a
0: Microsoft Word document. Oh, it looks like
1: bee. a 12-year-old's been asked to draw an angry bee wearing Soccer boots, and it's, I mean, it's mm. not at all what you would expect from a football club badge. I
0: quite like their 1959 badge, though. Classic Shield with just WFC in that. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Why cool. have they gone from Moose? So, 1950, they've got a Moose Yep. So in a Shield, is... to a Shield, to a Bee, yeah. to a Dancing Bee in, like, Microsoft Word Art format. Yeah. So, like, they're now... Classic sort of... Well, that's
1: what I was hinting at. They're nicknamed the Hornets, but then mm-hmm. they've sort of adopted the Moose. But then the Moose is in their sort of original 1950s well, yeah, so weird. crest as well. So they're sort of going back... They've and gone Moose to Hornet back to Moose. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean... Cooked. Odd one, but that was a weird thing that I saw that I thought was pretty... Very semi-professional logo. Yep. Uh, the, another thing that I thought was pretty semi-professional, Nelly Yoa. So rocked oh up. God. So, so, I mean, don't want to talk about him too much because he's just a weird cat and everyone sort of knows that, but he rocked up to court and not only is Nelly Yellow himself quite semi-professional, but he rocked up to court with a security entourage, very sort of North Korean dictator-esque. So rocked up in a white Rolls Royce with these security guards running along beside the car. Mm. And then he sort of gets there and then the security entourage sort of escorting him but the security entourage themselves looked extremely semi-professional yeah, that they,
0: they would not be my go-to for security <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely not i mean i get the image he's trying to go for you know trying to be like you know a bit of a baller i guess but then when the security i mean i don't know what if would they,
0: have been really sick is if he had staged one of his friends with like blanks to like when he gets out of the car oh, style right. actually, so the security can dive on top of him and like escort him in like a president or something. I mean
1: he was always already facing criminal charges for like lying to police. That would probably put him he's in. Gone that far down the road. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's pretty much the same. I I suppose though if he's already done it, I mean that's just the next step. But anyway, I thought his security entourage itself looked semi looked semi-professional. very semi professional. They just look like actors. He would have looked more intimidating if he had Melbourne City wrestling wrestlers.
0: Are you about to bag athletes? wrestling?
1: No, I was going to say that would have been a far better image because they would have come across as far more intimidating than his mm. very amateur looking Oh, I like how security. into wrestling you're getting. It's oh, really good. I'm kind
0: of not. I'm just trying to talk about it. I'm you're just trying to something. find something in common with me. No. I Despite us having a podcast. I no, I lots that. Of no, I know about. you like it, so I'm trying to, trying to work Thanks, it in mate. for you, mate. Um, do you know what? I'm going to work into this what segment. Are you going to work Random in? flag, my friend. You've not had it for a couple of weeks. Um, no. I've got a, got a stonker for you. Do you? Yeah. Okay.
1: Good. That makes me nervous.
0: Um, and the the clue I have for it is the mount with the blue lake, and the country. The mount with the blue lake. Well, yeah. many think countries
1: think... do have lakes.
0: Yep. Yep. Nowhere near cryptic enough. Yep. No. No idea. The... So the mount with the blue lake is Mount Gambia. Right. So, so I'm going to get you to pick Gambia. Gambia
1: with the blue lake. So Gambia. I'm pretty sure this is actually one of a. T- Pretty sure it's red on the top. Mm-hmm. Then it's got a blue line in the middle. It's got green down the bottom. But then it's got a small
0: white line above and below the middle, the portion. blue. Sure, let's have a quick look. So- Did you not have this? Right? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, yeah blue-green, green. there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Branson passes Random Flag again. Um, And yes, this segment is going to keep going on despite all of your hate mail. Um uh, Have we got any? No, but oh. I just <laughs> like to make it sound like we get mail. Yeah, oh, good call. But I think I actually got a fine the other day. Did you? Yeah, green.
1: Um
0: <laughs> Do you know what was not grim, though? Return of the $15 meal deal challenge. It's back. It yes. is back. Yes. Went to South Melbourne for the first time on Sunday.
1: What did you think of South Melbourne, by the way? Because this was the first time that we've been yeah. into, to South Melbourne and, you know, we'd been to the Knights a few weeks ago and, you know, the Knights and South are always sort of talked up as the two... The classics. B- yeah, and, you know, the two bigger clubs and, you know, with good stadiums as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we were pretty impressed with Knights Stadium, but what do you think of Lakeside?
0: I was very impressed from just walking in the front door. So walked in the yeah. front door, first time, spoke to the guys there for a good five to ten minutes, Uh, I think I met about eight Georges that day. Great. Um, (laughs) So I met George at the door, uh, then met George at the cafeteria. Good. Had a good chat to them, you know, about South Melbourne as a club. Obviously, storied history and everything. We all know about it. Um, But then when you sort of walk in past the futsal area... Um, into the club rooms, they've got screens up with the NPL streams yeah, running. They've got a multiple? bar and a kitchen and everything. they had
1: a big screen and then like two yeah, other TVs. Absolutely loved and, it.
0: and then what I loved is that they had along the walls, they have obviously their posters of famous teams and everything, teams that had won the NSL. Um, but they also then had the trophies and they had tablets in the wall replaying those famous matches. And I absolutely love that. Now, I know it's not if you're an MPL club and you're trying to make money, go to the right areas. It's probably not the area that first jumps up, but I was impressed by Dandy City's sort of setup that they had put. Obviously, yeah. Melbourne Knights have also got it um, pretty well, but I was really impressed with um, South Melbourne's treatment of it because it was so good to see footage of a young Ange Postacoglu coaching South Melbourne yeah. to, I think it was the ninety-seven um, seeing some of the names like uh, Sally Adores and so on and so forth. Well, and they had like
1: the trophies and everything on display. And then those screens next to it that were yeah. sort of showing highlights it's of games so from good. that era. And like, you know, we talk about that's so semi-professional. There was nothing semi-professional about no, this. This, just, was, this was exceptionally professional. There was a packed
0: end at the um, at, at the lakeside with flares being ripped as South Melbourne won the NSL and it just looked. I was like, oh man, that just looked good. That looks good. Bring back the NSL. <laughs> sort of yes, no, maybe, <laughs> no idea. But but I
1: I'll be honest. I quite like South Melbourne as well. And the other thing as well. I mean, I know it's got a running track. But I didn't. Th- I actually didn't think it was as bad as, I, no. as, as it looked as it initially looked on the stream. Don't get me wrong. It's still not great. It would be better if it wasn't. There. Also,
0: the fact that the camera looks at the empty stand, not the stand that's full. but, yeah, you but know, yeah, a little bit. You've got to deal with that. Yeah,
1: but I mean, overall, I thought it, I thought it was a really good facility. And you mentioned it uh, before we were on air recording this. That it, you, imagine if Melbourne City played there. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it would be fine. Like. Or, or, or at least if they played at a stadium very much like that. So, like, mm. you know, remove, remove the running track and sort of, I don't know, squeeze those two grandstands up there. And even if you have both ends open, you know, like that could be, that could be mega. Sort of like what Olympic Park was.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the 15 dollars meal deal challenge. Yes, excellent. Yeah. Sorry, sidetracked. So we had a good one. Um, what'd you get? So I didn't go alcoholic beverage because I had had a bit of a blinder. What's the a sun- three sun- to four days before, and I was yep. going water.
1: It's a Sunday game.
0: so Yeah. So, what that allowed me to do is that allowed me a Savlaki. Yep. A South Melbourne Market Dim Sim, which is yeah, a worldy of a dim sim to get onto.
1: That's awesome. Good local
0: connection as well. It is. And a water. Yep. And I got to speak to some so, of the kitchen like- people, and that came to, like, I think, $14 or something. Okay. Really, really yep. quite cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, spoke to one of the guys who sort of organized it, and he's like, when we used to come to South Melbourne Games, we would meet at the South Melbourne Dim Sim place. Mm-hmm. We'd meet at South Melbourne Markets and mm-hmm. then come across. Yep. And that always, you know, football and South Melbourne Market Dim Sims have mm-hmm. got such a like affinity. I'm like, yes, bring all of that back. I love all of it. Yep. Um, the only thing I'd say is the is small, but it is cheaper than most souvlaki. Right. So, so it was it's... delicious, but it was smaller. So I think you do need to get a souvlaki and something else. Right. Okay. But...
1: The souvlaki that eight dollars so cheaper as well. So the price sort of matched the size. Or? Oh, I think it
0: did. Yes. Okay. But it's more, you know, when you have a souvlaki, you want to be pretty full. Yeah. You know, that's a big old meaty lamb wrap. Yeah, it didn't quite fill you up. No, it didn't. But you know, Jesus, we filled this segment quite a bit. Talked yeah. quite a lot of shit this one. I yeah. Like well, that.
1: let's let's top it off though with a little bit of dessert. What did we like?
0: Tell yeah. me about what, what's something you liked this week. Well, through it quick one South Melbourne history being able to sort of see some of those moments that I hadn't seen before really like that
1: yeah, and it's and it's great that that's on display because obviously it's hard for clubs to sort of showcase that but you know like we we like when we go to all the different grounds looking at what they've got up in the club rooms and that sort of stuff and this was just a great way to present mm. obviously their their deep history
0: we should be proud of our history and so anything that sort of salvages it, saves it. Yep, preserves it. it. Yep. Um, I also like going to the FFA Cup last week. I took my mate Ollie. He had never been to an NPL game and well, no, it was yep. an FFA Cup but you know. Yeah, yeah, yep. He'd never been to an NPL game and he absolutely loved it. Um, the food was good, the beer was good, the atmosphere was great. Mm-hmm. Um, just so refreshing and then at the very end when it just decided to rip about eight flares and throw them and make it look like a war zone. That yep. was brilliant. Absolutely yep. loved it. Um, Bran, what about you? Uh, I like the Western United kits, which were yes. revealed, yes. Shit, how do so, we not talk about that yet?
1: Well, so for those who haven't seen it, it's their home kit is black and green stripes. Vertical stripes. Vertical stripes, yes. It is predominantly black with sort of green as the secondary stripe yep. colour. I will be honest, I would prefer if
0: it was inverse, more mm-hmm.
1: green than black, just so it sort of stands out a little bit more to like a Wanderers who are predominantly black, you know, uh, but. The main talking point is, I mean, their third kit was sort of leaked. Uh, I believe it's now being confirmed that it is their alternate kit. And I'm a big fan just because it's it's different. Exactly. And it's sort of out there. And in the A-League in particular, we haven't had that many sort of outrageous designs. I think like Central Coast. Central Coast Palm Tree. Yeah, yeah, that was was really good. But in terms of like just crazy ones, the one downside again on that though is I did see, I think apparently Tunisia. Or some random African country have adopted that as their home kit as well, oh, okay. and, they, and they're done by Kappa. So it's a little bit disappointing that it's potentially a template kit. Oh, I think it's
0: great because what it means is when we go to Western United games, we can just wear a Tunisia kit. Yeah, great. I mean, uh, yes, yeah. so good. Like, <laughs> but, but but it's I'll, not Tunisia. I think it's like Nigeria. Didn't I, say I was like modeled off the Nigeria one from the World Cup. Uh, model- but well, this is like an exact replica of the yeah okay. one is
1: like the exact same pattern okay. I'm pretty sure but you know good kids I like them I like it
0: what's something else you liked Um, I'm just gonna say I really like Melbourne in general I've nice I've started to realise that I so I'm from Adelaide for those of you who don't know and I we're so lucky to be in Victoria and have this level of football and this community and history and rich culture to to celebrate, you know, the fact that this Friday night there is the Croatian derby of Dandy City and Melbourne Knights, you know, that's a really, really good well, that's thing going to, to be sort huge. of celebrate. And I and so I just want everyone to take a step back and whatever's going on in your week, whatever's going on in your life, realize that you're in one of the best cities in the best states in one of the best countries in the world. There's a lot of shit going on in the world that we're not happy with, but we're very lucky if we close our gaze in and look at the football that we've got available to us that we're in this part of the world.
1: Absolutely. Something that I liked was the Matildas game against Brazil, mainly because they were down 2-0 at halftime, came back and won at 3-2. Just the fact that they were able to win it. And, of course, yeah. you know, there was a little bit of luck with the Sam Kerr, that goal them. that really sort of shouldn't have stood as a goal, but mm. did anyway. So, obviously, a little bit of luck, but we've seen... With Australia, you know, in particularly with football, that we just don't get a good run of luck. Yeah. So, it was sort of nice to have something go our way. And just the fact that they got the results, just because, like, you know, Socceroos, if I they're love, in a similar yeah. situation, Dancer and Neil, they just wouldn't win. And the Matildas did. So, like, that was great, I thought.
0: Yeah. Another one from mine with that as well was I like the manner with which the Matildas are going about their business. You know, Sam Kerr telling everyone to go suck it, posting that (laughs) posting that image of the tweet from that absolute thespian moron who thinks it's cool to say that stuff in a public forum. Um so I like the mentality with which the Matildas are going about their cup run and they're saying this is our this is our time to shine and they're grabbing the bull by the horns and doing it. I'm really Really enjoying the World Cup at the moment. I thought I was too exhausted for it, but I'm fine. The last one I have from our week. I enjoyed you being hungover on Sunday. I don't get to be... More often than not, when you're hungover, I'm hungover. Yeah. So I never really get to enjoy pestering Branson. Like, I remember Branson asked me to go get him a bottle of water, and that's when I did my $15 meal deal challenge. (laughs) Yeah. And I was gone for a good 25 minutes. (laughs) And every minute I was there, I'm like, Branson is dying right now, and this gives me strength.
1: Well, it was like, it was weird, because, like... I'll I'll be honest, I wasn't that hungover, but... So I got home like really early that morning and then slept and then the game was at four. So I woke up at like one and I don't know, like I was just totally like out of it. Like, I don't know what was going on. So like feeling a bit seedy, bit dusty and just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) What am I at? Not, not, not in a, not in fine form. Not classic
0: Branson form.
1: No, no, I was just sort of there and yeah, but that's fine.
0: Anyway, glad you liked it. Excellent. That was the end of part two, mate. We've absolutely blitzed through it. And okay. I say blitz through it, we've taken ages, but it's been really fun. No, that's all right. that's good. Talk yeah, about some it. good stuff, I reckon. Alright, we'll jump into part three after this short break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three. The preview section where we will look at the upcoming fixtures of this weekend. Maybe talk about a couple of matches of the round. Probably tee up some George stuff. Um, Friday night, though, we kick off with a triple header. We've got Hume City versus Bentley Greens. Melbourne Knights taking on Dandenong City in that Croatian derby out in Sunshine. Pascoe Vale will take on Avondale FC as well. Uh, Branson, what do we got on Saturday? Uh, Saturday, we've got a couple of games. We have
1: Green Galley taking on Port Melbourne. The Dandenong Thunder coming up against Heidelberg. Uh, and then on the Sunday, we have two games on the Sunday. We have South Melbourne taking on Kingston and then Oakley Cannons taking on Altona. So yeah, a, couple of, a couple of interesting fixtures in there. Hume, I mean, for my match of the round... Hume City versus Bentley sort of stands out as probably the biggest clash. Mm-hmm. You know, Hume City have been doing really well; just knocked off Heidelberg. Can they do it again against Bentley? Will either one of Bentley and Heidelberg actually decide that they genuinely want to finish second, or potentially catch Avernale or they're just going to keep trading wins and losses? I don't know. What about what's your match of the round?
0: It's a really hard one because obviously that Friday night Melbourne Knights down North mm. City game is tasty but yeah. maybe on form not so much. You yeah. know like Knights have not been great in the league and so you know
1: Well, really really don't know what's going to happen in that. Yeah. You know, like Dandy City if they win it will be huge for them but then at the same they turn time off if the big Knights games. Win, Yeah yes. and then at the same time if the Knights get a win it could be the thing that sort of reignites the second half push, you know? But I don't know. It's yeah, that... Hard, also, to,
0: hard to tell. That Sunday afternoon, Oakley cannons Altona magic game as well. I think mm. in terms of impact for the table and yep. sort of having a look at all those teams sort of moving forward in the second part, I think that's really interesting because I think they're only separated by about a win's worth of points.
1: Yeah, so a, yeah, a win would jump Oakley ahead of Altona and bring them really within touching distance of, of the finals, which again, weeks ago seems inconceivable
0: yes great word as well thank you inconceivable i'm sorry i've been watching and i've actually been reading um princess bride this week (laughs) great you've another film you've not seen no of course not we were talking (laughs) about this before
1: you know like four films you're like you're here with your house, man. You're like, oh, yeah, this one I haven't seen. We it. spoke oh,
0: about, sorry, just so everyone has reference for this, we spoke about John Candy in Cool Runnings, and Branson's like, what's Cool Runnings and what's oh, John Candy? Oh, get out of there.
1: I did not say that. You said, oh, John Candy. I said, who's that? I'm <laughs> like, you're like oh, are you serious? I said, yes. You said, oh, the head coach from Cool Runnings. I'm like, oh, why didn't you just say that in the first <laughs> I like, place? I like, I like
0: how you called him a head coach, just oh, to yes, prove a head that, coach. yeah, but you just proved that you haven't seen the movie. I love
1: <laughs> that movie. It's dead set my phone. My girlfriend, Tony, she probably. Don't- don't oh, drag Tony into the lie. I was going to say, lie. she's absolutely probably. Oh, I mean, she might be
0: listening, but. No, she knows she's I, definitely. She does not listen. No,
1: i said, I think she likes our posts on Instagram. She actually got mad when she found out that the semi pro potty account did not follow her back on Instagram. Mm. That made it quite That's a quite a bit. another mad. thing we have
0: to talk about. is <laughs> skewing the votes for all of our things by oh, voting absolutely. with the Avondale account, the semi pro potty, <laughs> and his own personal account.
1: Alright, so, right, so to clarify, Brandon will no longer vote as the Avondale account. Or the semi-pro potty. Or the account. semi-pro potty account. The semi-pro potty account must remain neutral. Yeah, However, I will say that other people who do have control of the Avendale account might like it. But Brand solemnly promises they can.
0: Anyone Avendale who has a personal Instagram account can like it with their own Instagram well, account. Well, <laughs> no, that's alright, But Brand
1: hereby promises not to do it. I'll just win on my own merit every week, which will be easy.
0: It will. Um, which game are we going to get George to do a prediction for?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, last week, so obviously forgot to do it. I've been pretty slack. Got him to predict two this week, and he got them both wrong. I think he picked the Knights to beat Bentley, and he picked Heidelberg to beat Hume, and now... Naps- Donuts. 0 yep. for 2. 0 for 2, uh, which Lane Boland was also quick to point out. Loves pointing out. Yeah, he yeah, does. Gives, gives George a bit of stick. So George has been out of form. Well, I mean, with the two tasty ones, let's get him to do another doubleheader. I reckon probably Hume against Bentley, and then... The Croatian Derby um, yeah, on Yeah, the Croatian night. Derby. Yeah, exactly. And if he gets both of those wrong, we might just throw a third one in on Saturday or Sunday right. just to try sure. to get him to get
0: one right eventually. Um, when do the Matildas play Norway? Sunday, 5am. Can we get him to do a Matildas Norway or is three servings of food too much? Well, what if he
1: picks them Mat- What if he gets both of these wrong Oh, well? yeah. We know and we don't then, want and to curse and them. Then, and then yeah. picks the Matildas. We go, shoo. Sure. Yeah, we don't want to curse them. Not good call.
0: Um, WNPL, WNPL. We have got Southern United versus Box Hill on Sunday. A
1: winnable, um, another winnable game for it Southern is United. So it's not so, a winnable game. Well, I
0: mean, like Box we just Hill. said that we put the nail in the coffin.
1: Or, or what? Are they not winning a game this year? Or the nail in the coffin of them finishing on the bottom? I think it's
0: pretty safe to say they're not going to win a game this year.
1: Box Hill. I'm willing to put Box Hill in the realm of
0: possibility. Yeah, it's okay. Like, um, it's also in the realm of possibility that Will might
1: win a best kit vote at some stage in his life. Highly unlikely, because Bran's kit game
0: is obviously a lot stronger. It is. Uh, and, <laughs> no, and I it wasn't is, expecting you to agree with no, that. and his bank account is a lot not stronger. <laughs> mine? Yeah. What? Your kit collection. Yeah? Yeah. My bank account? Yeah. I'm confused. You have to purchase kits for Oh, mine. gotcha. Is have you been again? through a con? A- I didn't
1: know what you were talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, anyway, we are talking about WNPL <laughs> Oh, shut up Yeah, uh, Heidelberg vs South is the other big WNPL game of the round Calder faced Geelong Galaxy um, And then we've got second place to Alamein taking on Bayside Um. So we've got some tasty fixtures there But look, it is looking like it's a Calder runaway at this stage And a Southern United anchored to the bottom That pretty much takes us to the end of it, doesn't it Branson? I reckon it does, mate Covered a lot today, ladies and gentlemen. Keep watching football. Keep telling us what games you're going to. If you're going to the Veneto Club tonight, let us know because I think I'm going to try and head out there. If I'm not there, I'm at Sea Shanty Night. Like, you all care? Um, <laughs> alternatively, come to Sea Shanty Night. Alternatively, <laughs> Bran will also be working. yes yeah, if anyone wants to come here with Bran woohoo! No one wants to do yeah, that. There enough. I'm um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for putting up with this. Thanks for putting up with us. Episode 19 of the Semi Pro Pod is done. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Hit I'm at Chambershire. Branson is at Branson Gibson. Yep. Post some stuff throughout the week. Yeah, hit us up, chat to us about stuff. We love it, love it. Talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us in episode 19 of Semi Pro Potty.